If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app anchor.fm to get started. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome in. This is the Across the Jags podcast with your host, ATM. So, Across the Jags podcast is a division of Across the Board Sports. What is Across the Jags? Well, Across the Jags is a weekly Jacksonville Jaguars update. The good, the bad, everything in between. We're going to preview next week's game, even though they are on a bye week. We're going to have a weekly guest stop by. We're going to tackle all your questions, fantasy-related, you have a question about life, anything in general, anything you want to hear us talk about, send it in. We'll get you on the show. Um, just send a message to the Twitter page, which is Across the Jags. Make sure to give us a like, follow, and download the podcast if you would. It really helps us out. All right, so let's dive into this thing. Jaguars, Texans, across the pond in London. As we all know, the Jaguars are London's team. So they were expecting a show. They were expecting Minshew Mania. I know Jags fans across the pond had been preparing for Minshew Mania for a long time. They wanted a show. Well, that's not what they got. Um, a whole lot of offense. Three points. I feel like the offensive play calling was very average. Um, we should have attacked more. I know that Texans secondary was banged up pretty good. I feel like they did a good job of limiting Gardner Minshew and his skill set. Uh, they tried to fluster him a little bit. Um, so a lot of things. A lot of things were going on. The, you know, they played it safe. They didn't take any deep shots. Didn't help that D.D. Westbrook was out. They turned to Chris Conley, who was targeted seven times. And also had two catches and a lot of drops. I think D.D. Westbrook in there definitely makes a difference. Uh, Minshew ended up going 309 yards, two interceptions, two fumbles. Uh, he even ran four times for 34 yards. So not a horrible day. I know the, uh, uh, the turnovers came late. and He was flustered trying to catch us back up. The botch snap. The drop and the field goal, that didn't help matters either. That really kind of took the air out of the tires. Um, and since Minshew couldn't get anything going through the air, Fournette couldn't get anything going on the ground either. And he ended up with 11 carries, 40 yards, uh, five receptions for 32 yards. So they're using him a little more uh, in the receiving game, which I like to see. But a positive out of this game or positive stat, rather, Fournette has the most scrimmage yards through the Jags' first nine games of the season in franchise history, passing MJD 
And he set a record back in 2009. So we got that going for us. But this game, he did have as few as touches and as few as yards. Um, on top of the lack of offense, the bad calls really kind of did us in. Nothing more deflates you than uh, Clayus Campbell got called for that hit on Deshaun Watson. They said he lowered his helmet, but he touched him with his right arm. Should have been a sack. Um, you know, first down, 15 yards. That's what happens. DJ Chart got called for the offensive pass interference. That was down the two-yard line when we were down six. That took us back. You know, then they get away with the same thing the very next series. So nothing like a bad call to really deflate you. The defense didn't help matters either. Um, Gave up 160 yards to Carlos Hyde. I think that's his season best. We were in the backfield multiple times. Um, Watson just escaped. You know, there's times it should have been sacked, but he's damn near down to his knees. Duke Johnson, little dump down, 17 yards. Then it happens again, hits Duke Johnson, 21 yards. Man, that stuff just kills us. Yeah, what was it? It was second and six. Watson was damn near brought down to his knees. Flips it to Carlos Hyde. I think he ran it up for seven yards and a first down. You know, Yannick had him. He had to chalk up another sock, chalk up another sack. Watson had all day to throw back there, um, which really surprised me because they were without Laramie Tunzel all, all game. Watson ended up with 201 yards, two touchdowns, seven rushes, and 37 yards. It was more of a game manager. He kind of just controlled the game and. Well, you saw what happened. Carlos Hyde, I know he ended up with 19 rushes for 160 yards. Duke Johnson even had a bit of a day. He had a rushing touchdown. He ended up with five catches, 68 yards. On that rushing touchdown, he just exploded Trey Herndon. He just trucked him. He got sick of the... He's too small to be a feature back talking. He just let him have it. Trey Herndon's like 185 pounds. No, he didn't look like it. So, speaking of getting trucked in the end zone, men, it's cuffing season. You know what that means. It's getting colder out there, and you always want to be prepared. You always want to put your best fantasy lineup out there and be prepared, so why wouldn't you do the same in the bedroom? Bluechew.com. Natural male enhancement. No waiting rooms, no appointments, no hassles. Always be prepared. Bluetooth.com. Can't go wrong. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Bluetooth.com. All right. Next, at this point in the show, normally, I would talk about previewing next week's game. But we're on the bye week. So, instead, we're going to switch over to some fantasy advice. On what to do with your Jaguars on their bye week. So if you have some Jags on their bye week, here's some possible replacements. At quarterback, I have Ryan Tannehill. 
He's got the Chiefs this week. I think the Chiefs are giving up tw- about 20 fantasy points per game uh, to opposing quarterbacks. I'll take that all day long. Uh, also, last game he threw 39 times. He was 27 for 39, 331 yards. Anybody throwing the ball 40 times, give me a piece of that. Uh, second option I have, Derek Carr. You can roll him out there. Uh, he's going against the Chargers this week. Uh, the only problem with Derek Carr is you just never know which which one you're going to get. Um, down to wide receivers. I have A.J. Brown for the Titans as well. You could pair him up with Tannehill if you want for some big play possibility. Um, I, consistently, he's put production on the board. I think his last three games, he's 9, 8, 10. He's developed a bit of a rhythm with Tannehill. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Next up, you've had Fournette in your lineups and benched this week for the bye. I have Ronald Jones of Tampa Bay. Uh, Jones finally got the featured gig this past week in Seattle. Um, This Arizona front, oh, they're just awful. They're giving up 104 rushing yards per game. That's 10th most in the league. Uh, Jones is in an ideal spot. He's going to... uh, He's going to run away with this one. Another running back that makes my list is Bilal Powell. There's something going on with Le'Veon. The Jets said they were going to release the results of his MRI. They're keeping that under wraps for some reason. But, uh, which will lead me to believe that it's a little more serious than they're letting on. Um, In the last game, Ty Montgomery didn't touch the ball. That's two games in a row now. Um, so I'm interested to see what Bilal Powell is going to do. Some honorable mentions that didn't make the list. Um, defenses, obviously go out and get your Colts, your Giants. Um, Cole Beasley, he came in at wide receiver on my list. He's had a touchdown in the last of each of his three games. He's got the Browns. That being said, good luck to everybody on your fantasy uh, games this week. With that being said, I want everyone to know that I am the reigning champion of the Middle Point Polar Bears Fantasy Football League. That means I know a winner when I see it. And that is the Thrive Fantasy app. If you guys haven't used it yet, you need to download it. It's awesome. Uh, Everything you could possibly need on there. It's a new daily fantasy sports and esports platform. Um, so go ahead, go out, download it. It'll help you with everything you need. Also, be sure to use code ATB, as in across the board, uh, for a free $10 after your first deposit. So go out there now, download it, win your leagues. Be like me. Hey, it's time for the mailbag! All right, I guess it's time for the mailbag. So, as I told you in the beginning, this is the mailbag segment. And this is when I take all your questions. Um, you can message me on Twitter at Across the Jags. And I will answer all your questions. Um, so, we have two in today. The first one is from Mike Braitman. Thank you for your question, Mike. He wants to know what is my opinion 
on Coach Doug Marone making Foles the starter going forward? Well, that's a good question. Um, I know Marone had originally said he was going to look at Minshew's body of work. He was going to make his decision based on who gives them the best chance to win as we push for a playoff spot. Um, some pros and cons. I know Minshew, he was rookie of the week six out of eight times. Um, you could argue that he's only won some mediocre games. But, you know, the team loves him. The fans love him. They've kind of rallied around him. This is the most fun excitement the Jags have had in a long time. This is bringing a lot of market attention to this group. It seems like almost every other day they're talking about it. And if they're talking about you, you're in the spotlight. To me, no publicity is bad publicity. Um, well, not for the bad. He did have a two-interception day, but again, those are in desperation time, uh, which puts him at 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, 92.8 passer rating so far. Um, so you take away those two interceptions, he's really put together quite the, uh, quite the season so far. Then you switch over to your argument for Nick Foles, who I think should be the starter. We're paying him four-year, $88 million. Uh, we need to know what we have in Foles. Yeah, we got to see one pass, but we need to know what we have in this guy, what we're paying him for. Um, you always have Minshew on the bench. He's always there. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Marone said he's going to be our starter uh, for the future. So I'd like to see what we get out of Nick Foles. You know, he is more mature. They say he's a little more settled with the speed of the defenses in the NFL. Um, so I'm excited when he gets back to work. I did put a poll up on Twitter. I want to know what you guys think. So go ahead and get on there. Again, it's across the Jags. Make your selection. Let me know what you think. Uh, message me. Kind of let me know what direction you guys are going with this. So my answer... Mike is Foles. I think Foles needs to be the starter. We need to know what we have. We need to know what we're going to get. Uh, Menchu's not going anywhere. So I hope that answers your question. The next question I have is from... Let's just open this here and find out. Oh, it's my own mother. All right. She wrote in. What is her question? She says, Why does your show suck? All right, well, excuse me, Mom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not what it's uh, It's actually from Steve Pendleton. Steve, thank you for writing in. He wants to know, what do you do? What is your coolest NFL moment? Like I said, guys, I'll answer any question. It doesn't have to be Jags-related. doesn't have to be NFL-related. Send it in, and you know we'll have some fun with it. So, again, he wants to know, what do I do, and what is my coolest NFL moment? Well, uh, I am a firefighter paramedic, and um, that's what I do. And on my days off, I like spending time with my wife and my mastiff, who looks like a black bear. And what is my coolest NFL moment? Hmm. All right, so my coolest NFL moment. I would have to say last year, uh, my wife and I went to Indy. We went to watch Jags play the Colts. We were all excited. We went downtown. We were riding those scooters around and hit a few bars up. 
we got into the game, uh, spent a little extra money so we could get down on the front row on the Jaguar side. Um, I mean, we are right behind the players. So, what did I decide to do? I could see all of them down there, so I start shouting, Bortles! Let turn around, look at me, Bortles! Lambo! You know, anybody that would give me the time of day, just... But nobody did, I didn't think anybody could hear me. Though I know how they could, and I was screaming the whole time. Um... So on their next, their next series, I think they end up going three and out. Um, but somehow Bortles has a football in his hand. He's trotting back to the, the sideline. So I stand up again and I yell in my voice, Bortles! And he sees me. I know it. We lock eyes. And then he points to me. Like, all right, I'm getting this football. He cocks back. Rifles a beautiful throw to me. Classic Blake Bortles overthrows me by 10 yards, goes to the freaking kid four rows above me. You've got to be kidding me. We had a moment there for about four seconds, but the ball went to this kid. I was pissed. I keep telling myself that he was throw- he was throwing the ball to the kid, and it was a perfect throw, but in my mind... I know that we locked eyes and he meant to throw it to me, but it was just a bad throw, even to a fan. So, I thought that was pretty cool. That was my favorite NFL moment up until the Cowboys-Giants game on Monday Night Football at MetLife when a black cat stormed the field. Have you guys heard this yet? I put a... I put the video up on my Twitter if you want to go uh, check it out. But here's a little audio. He's He's walking to the three. He's at the two. And the cat is in the CDW red zone. CDW people who get it now. A policeman, a state trooper has come on the field. And the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. And the cat is elusive. Kind of like Barkley and Elliott. But he didn't know where to go. Look at, they're trying to corner him. And they got him in the end zone. There are state troopers all around this cat, which now climbs up into the stands. And the fans are running for their line. Now it goes back on the field again. And it's running in the back of the end zone. And it runs up the tunnel. (laughs) That is hilarious. So the good... Two good takeaways from that story. One, the cat scored a touchdown. And number two, uh, the Humane Society did end up getting the cat. So it uh, will find a home, I'm sure. Changing directions. Now, we're going to prank call somebody. Um, We're going to call up my buddy Eddie. For a little bit of uh, visual reference, Eddie's about 5'10", probably 260 pounds. Um about as pale as a ghost. He always has something to say. Uh, he's the self-proclaimed trivia master. Um, just a little backstory and the kind of guy that Eddie is. We took a snowmobiling trip up to Michigan one time and Eddie rode along. I don't know if you guys have ever been up north to Michigan, but beautiful country up there. But anyway, so the whole time Eddie's throwing us trivia questions from his generation that 
you know, he's stumping us and he feels like he's the funniest guy in the world and making us feel like idiots. So that's why this prank call is going to make me feel even better about myself. But regardless, so after a hard day of riding, we all hit the uh, 20-person hot tub, slugging down some uh, Keystone lights. We look over, and there is a stuffed capybara staring back at us. I swear this thing's about 100 pounds, stuffed. Do you guys know what a capybara is? Actually, I'm going to... I am going to put a picture of one on Across the Jags Twitter. And you guys can all go there and like it if you're listening to this. Like that picture so you can see what a capybara looks like. Well, anyway, Eddie saw this thing and had to have it. He, he wanted it for some reason. So he tried to convince us all to put it under our arm, put a blanket over it, and smuggle this thing out of Michigan. Well, it didn't work out too well. Capybaras don't float very well. So... That's the kind of crazy off-the-wall stuff that Eddie's into. So let's give him a call and tell him that he's won some Bears tickets here. Hi, is this Ed Rice? Yes, it is. Hi, Ed. This is Willie the Bear on Chicago's EDDY SUX Live. Your good friend Bob has entered you into a contest for free Bears tickets. All you have to do is answer this one free question. Would you like to play the game? I'm here. Okay. Who is the NFL's all-time kick returner? Well, I'm sorry, that's not the right answer. You could have won your free Bears tickets, mister. You're such a... You know I know who this is. You're such a loser. No, this is the hotel staff up in Michigan. We want our fucking capybara back. (laughs) Oh, you're funny. Here, give me that free spilling. <laughs> what do you think? No? No, evidently not. <laughs> no, you're actually on my new live podcast, um, Across the Jaguars, and you're in my prank call section. Jaguars? Why would you root for the Jaguars? Uh, Golly sakes. Well, the main I reason... Guess some, I guess somebody asked you. Well, I can't root for Mitchell Trashitsky. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thanks for trying to get me. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to have to work on that. Eddie's too good, I guess. We'll get Eddie on the show sometime. Eddie can tell some stories. I think you guys will really like that. But Eddie doesn't get his Bears tickets. Right. At this time, I'm going to go ahead and bring on a uh, celebrity caller by the name of Corey Thatcher. Uh, he's going to offer up some advice to us about the upcoming games. 
what to do with uh, Mitchell Trubisky and tell us about some fantasy studs. So we're going to have Corey on the phone here in just a second. Corey Thatcher, how's it going, my dude? It's going good. Good. Welcome to uh, Across the Jags podcast. You're actually the uh, you're the first guest. I appreciate that. <laughs> also, I want to let you know that I did put you in for Coach of the Year for all third grade classes at Lincoln View. I'm seventh grade now. Seventh grade. Junior high Coach of the Year. Put me in for that. <laughs> well, fantastic. All right. Well, hey, uh, just got a few questions for you. I want to touch base. I know you are a Bears fan. Um, I am curious on what you think the Bears should do about Mitchell Trubisky. Fire him! Well, as a Bears, I mean, I want to preface this by saying I am a Bears fan, but, you know, watching how they've played over the last few weeks, he's struggled. Obviously, he's not getting the job done, but I think we've invested – so much into him first round draft pick we traded up to get him he showed potential last year i don't think you give up on him yet you let him play the rest of this year out you start to make play calls better for him get him out of the pocket um get him in positions where he can succeed and i think that he's 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 a game manager he's not gonna he's never gonna be a tom brady drop back and pass but we drafted him we need to stick with him see how the rest of this year goes Maybe look in the draft next year to get somebody, but I don't think you can bail on him yet. It's kind of where I'm at with him. Yeah, I think I think I kind of agree with you on that. I feel the same way. Um, and all it's going to take is for him to you know string together two or three good games back to back, and everyone's going to change their tune, and he's the savior again. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the what have you done for me lately? If, That's how everybody is. He has two good games, and next thing you know, everyone in Chicago will love him again. It's just how right. it is. You're right. So I guess that leads us kind of into our uh, game prediction. What are you feeling for the Lions at the Bears? Well, I try not to pick games with my heart. Try to use my brain, but <laughs> I really do think the Bears get back to running the football. I think we put Trubisky in good situations. Our defense, we're at home. Defense is going to come to play, run the football. You know, if we can keep down on turnovers, uh, win the field position battle, I feel the Bears are going to cover. The spread, I think, is two and a half. I just looked it up. Two and a half. Yeah. And, uh, I think the Bears cover. I've got them winning 21-17 at home. going to be a hard-fought game, but I think we bounce back. People are down on the Bears right now, kind of overlooking them. We played great ball the first couple weeks. I think we get back to it and win 21-17 at home. All right, all right. You heard it there first, folks. Um, I agree with you. I think Montgomery's going to just kind of go nuts here, going to start going crazy. Uh, shout out to Sile Thatcher, who actually started him in fantasy. He was debating it, but he did start him. So, yeah, that uh, I think you're right. I think the, gr- the uh, run game is going to pick up. So, Obviously, I'm a little biased, but I really do think they get their – I think they get back to their identity, and I think we win the ball game. I really do. Right. So uh, you have a fantasy stud for us, or somebody, one guy in this game that you think is going to outperform everybody else, or just going to be the uh, star? Well, kind of going with my theme of what I just said, I think I think 
we limit the passes. I don't think I think we're going to do a lot of play action. Play action only works if you can run the football. And I think we're going to force feed the ball to Montgomery. He's coming off two really good games. He's finally getting touches. If you've watched the Bears, when we run the football, we actually move the ball. When we struggle is when we drop back and try to pass with Trubisky. So I think we feed him. I think he gets 20 touches. I think he's going to score a touchdown. And if I was playing, maybe not in like cash games, but if I was going to go out with a flyer, a guy that could go off, I'd go with Montgomery. Um, you know, on the other side of the ball, Kenny Galladay, I mean, you never know. He could, you just never know with him. He could have 150 yards and two touchdowns. So those two guys, I would go with Montgomery, but Kenny Galladay is always a good pick also. You know, I like that. I like that. I like that choice. I'm going with the Bears D here. You know, just just, just like you they're said, gonna come, they're going to come ready to play. We've been getting. I mean, they've been hearing how bad they are for three weeks now. They're going to come with some fire. Division game. I mean, I don't know if you can call it a rival, but it's a division game at home. The season. I mean, you lose this game, you might as well pack it in for the season. This is a must-win game for the Bears. This is going to test them. I, I like that pick, too. Bears D is a good pick. All right. Well, I'm excited to see how this thing is going to roll out. Well, Corey, yeah, I... I can't wait. What is it, 1 o'clock on Sunday? Yep, 1 o'clock. Yeah, you know, I'll be glued to the TV. <laughs> Anything you want to say to the the uh, Across the Jags pod world? Hey, I, good luck to you. You know, I didn't... I just found out today from yours truly, your host there, Augie Miller that uh you got your own podcast so good luck i hope people like it um i hope you uh can continue to have you know some get some more listeners have success and uh yeah good luck to you well that is uh that's always the hope my friend always the hope all right thank you Corey. yep have a good one yeah Corey thatcher ladies and gentlemen my good buddy my cousin uh smart man all around All right, that brings us to the end of our segment here. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to please download, interact with us on Twitter, um, and I will see you guys next week. And remember, I always let the cat out of the bag. Go Jags.